Well, in case you've never seen High School Musical, let me give you a quick rundown of the storyline. Two high school kids, Troy, played by Zac Efron, and Gabriella, played by Vanessa Hudgens, meet at a New Year's Eve party at a ski resort. Despite not wanting to, the EMC of this event forces them to sing karaoke together, and as they sing, they realize that they kind of like each other, which of course they do. It's a Disney movie, right? The only problem is that they live in different cities, even different states for that matter. But lo and behold, the first day of classes comes around of the spring semester, and guess what? Uh, Gabriella has just moved to Albuquerque, New Mexico, and she will be attending East High. Yes, the, Gabriella and Troy, uh, these two lovebirds who made a connection at the ski resort during this karaoke night, now go to the same school, and that's just in the first 10 minutes of the movie. There's a lot of uh, drama in this movie, and um, so, so let me keep going. Throughout the rest of the movie, we find out that Troy is a star athlete uh, who loves to sing, but no one will really let him sing because, uh, of course, he's supposed to be the star player on the basketball team. Gabriella is a young genius who also loves to sing, but uh, is also expected to be on a team, except it's the decathlon team. And uh, this is where you insert all of the drama of them wanting to sing in the school musical, but uh, being expected to be a part of other teams, right? A, a part of something else. In fact, at one point, their friends even go behind their backs so that Troy and Gabriella won't audition for the winter musicale. And even dealing with the theater stars, Ryan and Sharpay Evans, right? The, the, um, Troy and Gabriella have to deal with them uh, because uh, they refused, Ryan and Sharpay refused to allow Troy and Gabriella to audition out of fear that they're gonna no longer be the stars of the musical. I'm telling you, there is a lot of drama and I'm leaving a whole bunch of stuff out. But this leads me to the epic finale of the movie. So Troy has a basketball championship game on the same day and the same time as Gabriella's decathlon, which is also on the same day and at the same time as the winter musicale callbacks. They're all on the same day at the same time. And somehow, Troy and Gabriella have to figure out a way to be at all three places at the same time. Now look, I won't ruin the how, although it is a pretty old movie and you should know how by now, but uh, uh, here, here's what I will tell you. I will tell you that somehow they managed to find a way to not only make it to their individual events, right? So Troy makes it to the basketball championship game and Gabriella makes it to the decathlon, but they even manage to get to uh, the musical auditions. And not just that, they win at all three. <laughs> There's a lot of drama. It's a Disney movie. You shouldn't expect any less. But I want you to think about the plot of this movie. They have to be in three places at one time and somehow they pull it off. Let's be real for a second though. That's just a bunch of Disney magic, isn't it? I mean, think about it. Have you ever had to be in three places all at once and figure out a way to make that happen? Better yet, have you ever had to be in two places at the same time and figured out a way to make that happen? It's impossible, right? And the reality is that no matter what uh, choice we make when we have to decide between the two things, we're always left wondering if we made the right choice. But what if I told you that there is a way to make a choice that will always feel right?
You think it's possible? In the Gospel of Luke, there's a section called the would-be followers of Jesus. It's basically three people who want to follow Jesus, but first they need to take care of something. Each one a different thing. And the second person that comes to Jesus has always caught my attention. I want you to listen to this scripture. This is from Luke chapter 9, verses 59 through 60. To another, Jesus said, follow me. But he said, Lord, first let me go and bury my father. But Jesus said to him, let the dead bury their own dead. But as for you, go and proclaim the kingdom of God. Look, I'm going to be honest with you. I really feel for this guy. He wants to follow Jesus, but he also wants to go bury his father. And, and I feel like that's a legitimate request that he makes of Jesus, right? Come on, Jesus, I'll follow you, but let me go bury my dad. Uh, you know, at least when I hear that, I feel like if I was in that situation, that's the request that I would make of Jesus, right? I'll follow you, Jesus, but first let me go bury my dad. But Jesus says to him, let the dead bury their own dead. You, you follow me. Let's go proclaim the kingdom of God. Man, talk about wanting to be in two places at once, right? And the hard part for this guy in our scripture is that he has to decide between upsetting Jesus or upsetting his family. Now, there are a lot of different reasons why scholars that, that scholars give uh, as far as Jesus' response. And, and some would say Jesus' harsh response. So one reason that, that uh, scholars say that Jesus responds this way is that this man's father had just died, and based upon traditional burial practices of the time, it would have been a long time before this man would actually start following Jesus. That's one, right? The, another reason a scholars give, or scholars argue, is that maybe this man's father wasn't even dead yet, which meant that he really didn't want to follow Jesus. Other scholars have even argued that maybe Jesus, uh, that maybe for Jesus, proclaiming the kingdom of God was so important that it had to be placed even above burying a family member. They're all legitimate reasons, and they all have really solid um, um, arguments behind them. But let me offer a fourth possible explanation. See, I believe that this man was trying to find a way to choose both Jesus and everything else in his life. But the reality is that no matter how hard he tries, he will never be able to choose both Jesus and everything else at the same time. There is a right choice, a, a better choice. It's placing Jesus over everything else. Now look, I, I know that that doesn't make much sense, so hear me out for a second. What I believe Jesus is telling this man is that the world will always have expectations of him. And let's be real, the same is true for you and I. The world will always have expectations of us. We have to attend that graduation. We have to attend that meeting. We have to show up for that birthday party. We have to make time for our families. And uh, I can go on and on and on and on with that, right? And, and somehow in the midst of all of that, you have to make time for yourself and your hobbies. And let's be real. We will never have enough time to do all of those things and somehow fit Jesus in. But that's what the man in our scripture is trying to do. He wants to fit everything, both Jesus and everything else into his life. But it doesn't work that way. 
See, Jesus knows that once we start prioritizing things, other things before him, we will quickly find ourselves putting Jesus on the back burner. So Jesus says to him, let the dead bury their own dead. You go proclaim the kingdom of God. You see, Jesus wants to make sure that this man chooses Jesus over everything else in his life. And in so doing, Jesus knows that everything else will just fall in place. Friends, here's my challenge for you. Do you feel overwhelmed? Make Jesus a priority in your life. Do you feel stretched too thin? Make Jesus a priority in your life. Do you feel like you are upsetting people left and right because you have so much stuff to do and you can't say yes to all of them? Make Jesus a priority in your life. Because see, when you do, when we do, we find a sense of peace that only Jesus can give us. When we make Jesus a priority, we find a sense of peace that only Jesus can give us. That's what Jesus wants this man to experience. He's telling this man, put me first and everything will fall into place. And the reality is, Jesus wants you and I to do the same. Because ultimately, Jesus wants both you and I to have a sense of peace that no other choice will ever offer us. Let us pray. Gracious and loving God, I give you thanks. I give you thanks, God, because when you look upon our lives, you see how busy we get. You see all the different choices we have to make. And God, you know that we are stressing ourselves out, always in a hurry, always worried, always feeling overwhelmed and stretched too thin. But you look at us and say, when you get tired of that, place me first and everything will change. God, I pray that we can place you first today. We're seeking that. We're longing that sense of peace that only you can give us. So God, we choose you first. Amen.